0: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Fig and Farm at Home. I am so glad you're here. I say that every week, but I truly mean it. And here is why. I know I am busy. I'm juggling all the things. I'm taking the kids to and from places. I'm making dinner. I'm coaching sports. I'm teaching you guys. I'm doing all the things. And time is valuable. And I know it's not just me. Time is valuable for you because you are juggling all the things too. And I see you. I know that with your time being so valuable and you choosing to still listen, that means a lot because you could be choosing to do several other things. Maybe, maybe you are folding your laundry while you listen. Maybe you're driving your kids to soccer while you listen. Maybe you're cooking dinner while you listen, but you're listening and I appreciate it more than you know. And I love, love, love when I hear from you. So here I am sharing from Hinterland Nest from Australia what she said. I stumbled upon Fig and Farm at home and was so glad that I did. Danny has so many practical tips and tricks that are achievable for everyone, whatever your budget or wherever you live in the world. She has a lovely, friendly demeanor. It's just like listening to a trusted friend. Thanks, Danny. Oh, thank you. Are you kidding? This is wonderful. You just actually paid me the biggest compliment ever. And that is, she, is, she has a demeanor that is like a trusted friend. Friends, if you are new here, Hey, we are a friend that haven't met yet. That is what we are. One of my design besties, meaning you get my newsletter, we are design besties. We are friends. And if you walk away from this podcast not feeling like I could be sitting across from you having coffee, sharing a, a giggle or two, maybe I'm not the one for you. But that is the absolute best compliment you can give me is that you feel like you are listening to a trusted friend, a friend who wants the best for you, a friend who wants to see you living in a home that you absolutely love. It's not going to be perfect. My home isn't perfect and it doesn't have to cost a lot. My home doesn't cost a lot, but it should be a reflection of you. It should be someplace where you feel proud to invite others in. It should be someplace where you are excited about the possibility of making change that not inspires those around you, of course it can, but inspires those who you share your home with. And if it's just you, Heck, it should inspire you. If it's your kiddos, it should inspire them. Your homes, you spend so much time in your homes. And it is an absolute honor and a privilege to serve you in this way, to share tips and tricks that I've learned along the way, and to inspire you. So Hinterland Nest from Australia, thank you. Thank you for reaching out and being brave enough to share a review. It means the world to me. Your voices, those that share the reviews are the ones that guide my teaching, that guide my training, and I appreciate it. It's from you who I listen, and it's for you who I create. So thank you so, so much. And if you haven't left a review yet, and you've been hanging out for three or more times, guess what? We are design besties. Yes, we are. We are. So here's how you leave a review. I even had to teach Mr. Figgin Farm. Are you ready? Go to Apple Podcast, find my show. Once you're on my page, scroll about halfway down and you'll see a place where it says write a review. Click on the five stars and then there's a spot where you can literally write a review. Tell me what you love about the show. Tell me what is inspiring. Tell me what you have done in your own home in order to create a space that you love, that delights you, that inspires you, that you gush about. Tell me all of that. I want to know. And one more piece of housekeeping before we move on to today's episode, which is a good one. If we are design besties and you receive my newsletter, you should be receiving a newsletter weekly, usually every Friday. If you have not been receiving my newsletter, go check your spam. I've heard a couple people say they haven't been getting any contact from me and that's a shame. So I might be buried in your spam folder. The the emails are coming from Danny Watson, Fig and Farm at Home. So make sure you check there and make sure you check that those are safe to receive so that you get all the extra tips that come your way, all the sneak peeks at what is new. Sometimes there's insider saving. There's lots of fun things that happen when you are a design bestie. All right, friends, let's jump into today's show all about simplifying your fall decorating. Forget the thousands of pumpkins on your front porch. We're not doing that. Not this year. (laughs) We have better ways to spend our money. All right, friends, enjoy today's show. where we design happy living, and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Today is a day I wish that I could see all of your hands raised, because I'm going to ask you a question. And that question, I'd be curious to know what your thoughts are. Have you seen the pictures on Instagram, usually, sometimes on Pinterest too, of the overladen, overburdened, overly decorated front porches where there are multitudes of pumpkins Mums, you know, the fall flowers, lanterns, all the things where you, they are so overburdened, overladen that you can barely walk to the front door. Have you seen those? They can be really pretty. They can be so pretty, but I have, <laughs> I like to guess a lot of times about how much those front porches cost. They are gorgeous. The pumpkins that are the cinderella pumpkins you know the light blue ones the kind of aqua ones or the pink ones and they are so cute they're so cute they are so cute but there are times when these front porches the images that we see and aspire to these can be way out of reach these can cost hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars if you go to trader joe's which is where i like to buy my pumpkins If you go there and you find the cute little gourds, the cute little ones that are a little bit more Instagram worthy, Pinterest worthy, they're going to cost about seven to 10 bucks a pop. Times that by a hundred that are on your porch, you're doing the math, right? (laughs) And then you need to put in a couple dozen, maybe a dozen even, we'll just say, moms, and we're just going to be underestimating at $5 a pop. I don't think they're going to cost that much. I think they're going to be more like 8 you're doing the math right it's kind of ridiculous so today i'm not teaching you how we are going to make those instagram worthy front porches or mantles or tablescape ideas we're actually going the reverse we're talking about simplifying it and how simplifying can actually be beauty in your home and it doesn't necessarily mean taking everything off the wall though it could it means just being able to breathe a little bit more in your space while having fall present. Does that sound good? All right, let's dive in with three ways you might be overcomplicating it and the remedy for it. And then I'm gonna give you a couple tips for how you can bring in fall simply. The first way you could be overcomplicating your fall decorating is by overcrowding. I already gave a really great illustration of how that happens sometimes on these Instagram-worthy front porches with all the pumpkins, all the things. This happens in homes a lot, on mantels, around the hearth, the part that, of the fireplace that is around the floor. This happens on coffee tables, on flat surfaces where decorating can happen. And sometimes when that decorating isn't intentional, it can look like things just exploded, things just fell out <laughs> of your fall decorating bin. And we wanna be intentional about what we put out. So one way that you can combat overcrowding is by, before you bring out any of your favorite fall decorations, remove what you already have, and then just add selectively. So remove what you have, start with a blank slate. So if I was decorating my mantle, I would actually take off everything I had on my mantle, everything I had maybe around the floor, and I would start with layers. I like to have layers, height, depth, texture, repetition, all present, but it doesn't necessarily mean a lot of stuff. When I think about my hearth, my hearth is actually very plain. I like to keep maybe a basket with blankets and that's pretty much it. Christmas time, I might add a basket of our favorite Christmas time books. I like to keep that plain and simple. When you're combating overcrowding, I want you to think about styling and not merchandising. Merchandising makes us think about going to a store. And when you go to a store and you see all these beautiful displays, those are very intentional. Because when you are a shopper, you need to see a multitude of choices in order to make a selection. You need to see the possibility of how it's laid out in order to buy the thing. But at home, you're not selling anything. You're, well, if you are, you're selling comfort, relaxation, the, the vibe of fall, right? You're, you're selling the idea of that. You're not selling things like you would be in a store. So shift that mindset, instead of thinking merchandising, Think about styling. Inside of Home Design 101, we spend a whole module all about styling flat surfaces, how you can style these things to make them look intentionally beautiful, how you can style coffee tables, bookshelves, mantels, credenzas, hutches, all the places that can sometimes get overcrowded, overburdened, overladen. All right, number two, sometimes we overcomplicate things by overbuying. Yeah, over purchasing. When we are ready to decorate for any new season, or if we get the itch to decorate, maybe it's not even for a holiday or a season, it's just we're wanting a refresh. Sometimes we overbuy before assessing what it is we actually have in our homes. And overbuying can not only lead to having excess even in storage, let alone on your shelves, it can lead to overcomplication. So before you go and buy, I want you to pull out the things that you have and decide first if you are wanting to keep it. Simply put, wanting to keep that favorite fall sign that you've had for, for 15 years. Are you ready to part with it? Are you ready to pull it out of the bin and decorate with it? Maybe you haven't for the last three years or is it time to get rid of it. Going through that first before you purchase anything new is going to help you keep things simple. Look around, look at what you have on your shelves already. Look what you have in your bedroom that could be the fall palette that you're wanting to create downstairs. Look what you have on your bookcase. Look what you have in other areas of your home that can be used as fall decorating. Maybe you don't even have to go buy anything at all. One rule that I like to place inside of my home, and this goes for not just decorating, but it goes for even in my closet. If I bring something in, I take something out. So if I'm ready to have a new fall pillowcase, I'm getting rid of a, po- a pillowcase that I had that I haven't used for a while. Same thing with my shirts. If I'm bringing in a brand new shirt, I'm taking out a shirt. The third way you could be overcomplicating your fall decorating is by over-themizing. <laughs> I don't think that's a word, but I'm making it a word. What I mean by by theme or thematic, I want you to picture this. I want you to picture a fall aisle at, we'll say Hobby Lobby or Home Goods. You go down and you look at the pillows and all of the pillows have the cute little pumpkins on them, or they have fall sayings. You go down the sign aisle and you see all kinds of signs that have fall sayings on them. You go down the pumpkin aisle and there's all kinds of really cute pumpkins, glittery pumpkins, sparkle pumpkins straw pumpkins, wood pumpkins, concrete pumpkins, you go down another aisle and it's still more of the same. We're calling that a theme. And it can be very similar to the overcrowding issue. But in this case, sometimes when we overcomplicate it, we do it by having too many of one item. It's too much of a good thing. Like take, for example, fall signs. Those can be really cute. Those can be absolutely cute. But if you have five fall signs in one area, that's too much of a good thing. Maybe you have one. Maybe you take what you already have instead of buying more or even getting rid of them. What if you put something else in maybe your kiddo's bathroom? That's fun. Do you decorate in your kiddo's bathroom? Maybe you put it somewhere else around the house. So instead of having all of your theme in one area, spreading the love a little bit. Sometimes when you notice, oh gosh, I have five things, 10 things with pumpkins on it. I've got the pumpkins themselves, then I have the pillow pumpkin, then I have the pumpkin candle, then I have the pumpkin, you name it. And I have them all in one area. That's not only overcrowding, but it can be over themizing. So when you recognize that, sometimes it's a good indicator to pick and choose. Keep the ones that you absolutely love and bless others with the other ones, giving them away, selling them on Facebook Marketplace, donating them. Hey friends, I want to invite you to join me at the 2023 Renewed Conference, where I'll be speaking about how to create a home you love so you have the freedom to welcome others in hospitably. I will be joined by nine other women of faith who are speaking in their fields of expertise. This free week-long conference is happening November 6th to 11th and is designed to empower and equip Christian women to know God more and have boldness in their faith. Registration is free and you can find the link to register in my show notes. I can't wait to see you there. So now that we know how to stop overcomplicating it, I'm going to give you four tips to simply bring in fall. Number one, go outdoors. Let nature inspire your color palette. Let nature inspire your decorations. A couple ways that you can do that would be taking a walk around the block and noticing the colors you see. What is naturally happening in fall? I do this every year and sometimes it is, of course, the bright colors we naturally associate with fall but sometimes it's not sometimes it is the muddled moody pinks of faded hydrangeas muddled moody browns and taupes of the pompous grass what is it that you notice and can that inspire the decorations you bring in and the palette you choose to start with number two turn off your overhead lights let that be your very first thing and guess what it is absolutely free Turn those off and instead when it gets dark outside, which we know it's getting darker earlier, turn on your table lamps, turn on your floor lamps, get those fairy lights out that you have for Christmas. Yes, it is absolutely okay to bring your fairy lights out in the fall time. Get those candles out, turn on the fireplace. All of that ambient lighting is going to make your home feel so incredibly cozy and cozy is synonymous with fall. Number three, add a variety of texture look around. What texture do you associate with fall? When you think about fall, what do you think about? I think about immediately fall sweaters. I think about layers. I think about flannel. I think about cable knit. I think about things that keep me warm, my body warm. We're going to now translate that into our home. Do you have blankets stored away that feel more fall than blankets that you used during summertime? We want obvious hints of texture, texture that look as cozy as they feel. So when we're scanning a room, when we're looking at our living room and we see a blanket out, do we notice an obvious texture? Of course we know, this is very, even first grade science, that there is texture in everything, right? Smooth, rough, hard, pokey, you name it. But sometimes that visible texture, especially in textiles, is what makes a space feel layered and cozy. And the fourth thing is to add warmth. But I want you to think about what warm means to you. What warm in fall means to you. Sometimes journaling through these ideas is a great way to brainstorm. For me, what does warm mean? Sometimes it could mean the colors. I know that there on the color wheel, there are warm colors, there are cool colors. Sometimes that warmth is directly related to the reds, oranges, yellows that we normally see in fall. Sometimes warmth means the cozy textures, the blankets sometimes warm means that ambient lighting sometimes warm means wood tones brass what does warm mean to you and can you bring it in how can you bring it in in tangible items throughout your home all right friends i can't wait to see how you have styled your home simply this fall did you use nature to inspire are you using ambient lighting are you using a color palette that inspired you from nature i want to see go and post it in our Facebook group so we can see how you were inspired to decorate for fall without overcomplicating, without over-themizing, and without overcrowding. All right, friends, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.